You're listening to Sunnyside Up, a B2B podcast that brings together real-world insights to help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we bring you the best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is transforming the way B2B companies go to market by enabling customers to embrace modern digital sales and marketing with a complete end-to-end suite of products. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunnyside Up. I'm your host, Shubhank, and today I have with me Ratul Sen Gupta, and we'll be discussing about driving business impact using data from a customer experience perspective. Before we get into that, I would like to give you a quick introduction about Ratul. Ratul Singh Gupta is Cytel's Chief Revenue and Solutions Officer. In this role, Ratul is responsible for business growth, client relationships, solutions, marketing, and sales operations for Americas. Throughout the 18 years in the BPO industry, Ratul has pursued his passion for creating compelling customer journeys and disruptive insight-driven CX services, offering that leverage automation process the redesign and self-sustaining commercial models to deliver innovative, high-performance service operations and business impact to global clients. Ratul, I'm super excited to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I really appreciate uh, you inviting me here. <laughs> awesome, Ratul. I've got a chance to discuss with you earlier and there are so many details I'd like to discuss about your experience in the past and what has led you to be a successful leader in this industry. So, we can get started, Ratul. So what, what is your role all about and what does Cytel actually do? As you mentioned, I'm the Chief Revenue and Solutions Officer. Within the parameters of that role, I'm essentially responsible for all the go-to-market mechanisms and processes that happen within Cytel. That starts with mm-hmm. identifying sorts of companies we want to target, aspire to have as clients and getting to understanding what their needs are and figuring out what the best solutions for them could be, presenting it in the right forum with the right audience, and then helping close that transaction in a way that's mutually beneficial to both sides. So the solution aspect of my role is critical because we are not just about a factory type standard service or product offering. We offer bespoke solutions and try to meet what a client needs for their own customers, right, to help deliver business Mm -hmm. impact to their business on on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So that's really my role, kind of focusing on revenue growth, but doing it with the right mentality in helping our clients. So it comes down to what Cytel does as a company. Cytel is one of the largest global providers of customer experience products and solutions. And like I said, these are bespoke solutions which have where we empower brands to build stronger relationships with their customers, with the end customers, through meaningful connections that boost their brand value, that create shareholder value for those clients of ours. We take inspiration mm-hmm. from each brand's unique vision and goals, and we ask, what if? What if we could do X or Y for this client and apply our expertise to create that innovative solution and reduce customer effort? driving a higher customer experience engagement for that client. We have about 160,000 people around the globe, about 30 countries. We have people delivering support in 50 plus languages and probably do 8 million plus transactions on a daily basis. Whether these are voice, non-voice, automated, these are 
solutions that offer our clients a competitive edge against their competitors and help them engage with their customers in a better way. And everything is underpinned with a mentality of maximizing our employee engagement with each other, as well as with our clients and their customers. So the culture of Cytel, built over 40 years, refined, engaged through so many different forums across the globe, is what helps us drive industry-leading experience. And we're very committed to that kind of effort, you know, delivering business impact to our clients. That is amazing. You've talked about customer experience management being a key part of uh, Cytel's offerings. Could you tell us a little bit more about what that means in the context of your services? Absolutely. So customer experience management, essentially the buzzword, but it's also the underpinning of so much of what the industry is about, right? Mm-hmm. It's historically been called business process outsourcing, business performance management, but it's all about managing the end customer experience which allows that end customer to engage with our clients and kind of really become sticky with them as an ongoing relationship, right? And that's kind of what so much is of business is about. The business of business is to make money, but you make money by having people buy from you and then continuing to buy from you. Yeah. We try and do this with, with our platform that we call EXP Plus. So it's something that we've built and really pushed over the last couple of years. EXP Plus is a flexible solution with the very cloud-based capability designed to simplify the delivery of end-to-end customer experience. And this helps in boosting efficiency, effectiveness, and resulting in higher customer satisfaction. It's a vertical, specific, but also integrated across different types of use cases and customer journey needs. Whether it's performance management in the contact center or digital transformation, EXP helps bring all those things together. EXP has five components that we try and bring together or even use individually. We have EXP Empower that that empowers our people to deliver superior customer experience by helping select the right talent. And, And once they're selected and they're onboarded, we coach, train, and continuously improve them with the Empower capability. We have EXP Enable, which helps our clients connect with their end customers through the, the latest technologies at play, combined with the power of human interaction. We have EXP Explore, which is all about exploring the power of AI-enabled analytics, and we are able to uncover opportunities to improve our performance or to deliver better impact with something like revenue increase or, or, thing, or other aspects that improve customer experience. We have EXP Plus Evolve, which helps with self-service, Automation and driving channel, you know, different channels of support have consistent experience across those different channels. And then finally, bringing those things together is EXP Plus Engage, which is all about engaging with customers across these various channels, using the latest technologies and delivering a cohesive experience with the latest platforms and technologies. But at the end of the day, keeping the employee experience as well as what the customer has to go through at the center of what we're doing. So it delivers something that a customer can come away from and not feel bad about having done it, right? So much of what we do in our industry can be treated as a problem resolution, but how can you make that as seamless and as less painful as possible? So that's really what we think about customer experience 
when Cytel is trying to deliver business impact and we're leveraging EXP plus for it. Brilliant. You've, you've talked about all the key aspects about, okay, all the challenges that could be faced or what, what is the kind of experience that you'd like to provide to your customer in terms of, okay, what, what you offer and how you'd like to have that experience with. Ratala is actually like, with having about two decades of experience in this industry, you know for a fact that, yeah, delivering customer experience is one of the key aspects. But in delivering the customer experience management, you refer to the business impact as a key measurement of your success. What are the key elements of the business impact? Yeah, at the end of the day, so much about business is about interacting with people. And, and we mm-hmm. look at individuals at our side, we look at our clients, employees, and, and obviously the end customers, whether they're businesses, small businesses, or individual consumers. It's about people and each person wants to be successful in whatever he or she is doing. So the key aspect for us when we look at business impact is we try to measure what we are doing in terms of how it helps our clients with four things. How we can help them increase revenue, how we can help them reduce costs or get better ROI from whatever their activities are, how we can show their products or service to be more innovative or their the experience of interacting with them to be more innovative. And what does innovative mean? It's about doing what the end customer prefers. So engaging with them in their preferred channel of choice. We have different generations that become customers of all the big brands that we work with. Each generation has certain preferences. How can we make that so that it's convenient to them? And it's a ubiquitous experience across all of them. And then finally, it's about customer stickiness, end customer stickiness. Lifetime value of customer is still the key metric on which you value what a company is able to deliver over the years that that it stays in existence. So we can help make our services relevant to delivering higher revenue, better ROI or lower cost, showing them to be more innovative, and eventually resulting in higher in customer stickiness, that's the business impact we try to measure on. And that is something that every executive in our client's organization can relate to. They might not know specifics of our industry, right? You have every business has unique metrics and characteristics that we all get hung up on. But at the end of the day, what's the point of it? What's the business impact from it? It's on these four parameters. If we can make that relevant, then it's something where it's easier to understand and communicate with people across all different functions at clients or organizations. Yeah, that is that is so true about like what are the I mean how you can actually measure those success or what are the elements that could actually impact your business. Very interesting perspective, Rathul. And talking about your success, or I'd say you you've just mentioned about the interesting perspective about aligning your success to those four pillars. How do you approach this? So when we think about a solution, we're always trying to innovate for ourselves in what the next generation of customer experience management techniques require. Obviously, the whole world gone through a dramatic change over the last 15, 18 months. COVID has changed what our industry looks like, just as it has probably changed so many others. From our perspective, the next version of customer experience interaction. I talked about EXP plus engage earlier. Mm -hmm. When we think about building a service for the future, let me talk about something that's happened for years, which is 
on hiring and, and training and, and getting people to work, right? And, and this is not just within a contact center. This could be in any type of operation. Mm-hmm. We try and think about in a work from anywhere environment, resources and talent are available globally. They're not clustered around our offices, around our centers. How do we go and find that talent? And how do we deal with the scale of finding that talent using technology? So the traditional way of recruiting was, hey, you know, post a job or have something where you have an advertisement and people come in the door. What happens if that's not available, which was very much the case 6, 12, 18 months ago? How do you go out and and use your own tools to parse resumes, understand who's available, what their skill set is, and using some sort of machine learning, some sort of capabilities, get the right talent through the pipeline of recruitment quickly. Right, That can then be taken to the next step, which is now you have to onboard that employee. That employee can't just come into the office and talk to HR and you know get a, a dossier. All that stuff is in the past. So now we are doing this virtual onboarding using technology, making sure that he or she is at the center of that particular interaction and understands what is not just their day-to-day duties, but how to get them delivered. Then when they are actually within an operation, how we can help them get better because every person wants to get better. And our operation is all about consistency. It's about achieving better performance more than you did yesterday. How can we monitor them with the latest technology and provide them feedback where historically you would say, hey, I'm going to go and provide feedback in a, in a one-to-one setting in that corner office over there. You can't do that now because the manager and the associate might be hundreds of miles apart. How do you deliver it in an effective manner so that the associate improves? And all of these things are an evolution of business performance management. It's an evolution of customer experience management to the point where the most important element, which is still people, we use technology a lot to help with self-service automation, reducing the overall effort required to resolve something. But human effort is still needed. If I can make that human being on my side more effective, that's something that delivers business impact. And business impact is what it's all about, right? So that's at least our attempt. Are we there yet? Absolutely not. This is an everlasting journey where we're continuously improving. But I can definitely say where we are at today versus two years ago, dramatically different. And COVID's in a way changed that. We were already on that journey, but we are even faster to execute on some of these things because some of the old principles that could not be changed, every every industry has that, no longer exist. The whole industry is new and we are new as a result of it. Even with 40 years experience, we're a new company today compared to two, five, ten years ago. Correct, correct. I mean, that's that's a brilliant approach you have taken towards the success or towards taking the company towards success or aligning your uh, the whole approach. You just outlined the theory of how Cytel thinks about engaging with the clients. Is there any example where it showcase efforts you put in? Yeah, there's many examples and where we help with this business impact. Let, let me talk about one where we engaged with a customer over the course of the last 12-15 months. They had just gone through a series of business changes. This was a company in financial services space. And our client had stepped away from a parent company and they were setting it up as a separate business. So it was almost a, a carve out. And they had 
new infrastructure, new management, or similar management, but with newer responsibilities. So they had to stand up their own technology at that time. They had a complex business and they really, they had a chance to drive the brand in a particular way. Mm-hmm. They were managing interactions across a number of sub-brands and our associates had to respond to customers, their end customers, differently for each of the brands while also creating an overall brand voice for that particular company. We leveraged our analytics practice, which is, I think, one of the best in the industry, to understand the behaviors of our associates in these various scenarios and also understand what attributes, what reactions they needed to display to reflect the brand value of each of the sub-brands. And using those components of data, we were able to build a scorecard based on the behavior. So when I talk about behaviors, we had to first focus on understanding what those were. Obviously, every customer, end customer, wants the issue resolved. That's that's taken for granted, right? So resolving it on the first call, first chat was the most critical thing. So the associate needed to know how to do it. But in doing so, we identified key behaviors that enable resolution. These key behaviors are things like empathy, how they take ownership of the issue. Are they listening to the end customer, right? How many times... Have we thought about that action with a brand and we think the agent wasn't really listening to us? Mm-hmm. How they are speaking to them? When they are silent or are they putting them too much on hold? Do they understand the context of what the customer is calling from? Similar to empathy. Mm-hmm. How confident they appear in their abilities you know, in, in doing this. So we, we made the scorecard on all these parameters. and Now they each individually have different impacts depending on the sub-brands, but they were tightly correlated to the outcome of the contact and definitely led to resolution being higher or lower. So with this sort of analysis, we were then able to use our tools and capabilities in, in building those listening, hearing, call, or reading through a chat. And, and that custom scorecard enabled us to isolate the behaviors that an associate was displaying on each contact identifying where they were strong, where they needed help, and provide them very quick feedback. So let's put it in context. If a customer was agitated, upset about something, Mm -hmm. how quickly did that associate express empathy? Or did you interrupt them and just try to get the contact going, right? When it is in both chat and in voice that can happen. Did we have the associate display ownership? If not, sometimes... The confidence and the communication of that confidence to the end customer helps calm them down, helps them get the resolution. End of the day, it's a people business, right? Correct. So we could predict where certain things were not going wrong. Our model could flag it to the associate. And this is something that led to us being able to handle those conversations with a very different set of tools that delivered a new set of behaviors over time, right? And those behaviors were aligned to what end customers wanted to hear. So the biggest impact from here was on voice of customer scores. When we started the project, voice of customer was in the red. It was achieving 40% positive rating. In only 12 weeks, we improved that positive rating from 40 to 85%. You might think that's magic. It's not. It was about looking at basic principles because initially establishing how to interact with them for this new company and for this series of brands that they had was the tough part. But once we created the voice and we had our associates resonating with it and providing resolution, 
that voice of customers go made this dramatic turnaround. So this, this data-driven approach pays dividends in realistic business impact. Voice of customer going up means higher loyalty, probably more revenue. And by increasing the resolution on each of these contacts, we were able to avoid repeat contacts, which helps reduce cost, right? Which is how all of these things come back to those same four pillars, which is the strategic approach we follow for pretty much every type of engagement that we're doing with our clients. So you'll see, this is one of dozens of examples. I, I spent time in, in the details on it, but you can take this playbook into almost every scenario with basic fundamentals and the advantage of smart technology that helps us get things done faster and more comprehensively than what human effort might, that aids us in delivering this kind of business impact. That is brilliant when you talk about all those efforts that goes in to make sure that the customer is satisfied at the end of the day is, is really magnificent because, I mean, when I'm a customer trying to kind of talk to any of these executives in the back end of any organization, there goes a lot of, I'd say, strategy in terms of handling how the person or the customer experience goes through. And finally, when they are able to kind of rectify my issue or something, I have a great deal of satisfaction towards, okay, being associated with the organization. So I'm actually coming to the next question along with that. Happy customers is always a great thing. But at the same time, the key for any company is growth. And how does such an analytical or analytics-based approach help increase the revenue? At the end of the day, like I mentioned earlier, business of business is to make money, right? Yeah. Let me talk about an example, which so many folks are familiar with, especially at this time of the year, which is around mobile phone providers. You know, you have the instrument manufacturers kind of coming out with new models and, and you have a battle on who wants to go to which plan and, and this special offers coming out at this time of the year, especially. They come out most of the year, but this time especially. Mm-hmm. We work with a number of telecom companies, but I'll take an example of a large mobile phone provider network across the US, you know, very well-known brand. Mm-hmm. They've got many different components and divisions, but they're all very revenue driven. They want to deliver good CX, but they need to drive down costs too. So mm-hmm. in this example, we were trying to figure out a way of engaging with their customers and actually prospective customers in a way that would help them change or enhance the plans that they had with this mobile phone provider. Interaction analytics has a huge impact when you try to drive real-time behaviors. So we started initially, just like we had done in the other example, by using it as a data mining tool, right? Before we do, we need to understand what we are doing. We wanted to get to action-oriented, but let's understand what makes the end consumer think about X or Y or do X or Y. So we looked at publicly available information, whether it's interactions on social media, which is increasingly an insight into the new customer. We wanted to make sure we pitched the right offer to the right person. And we needed to figure out also that pitching the wrong offer might turn somebody off to the extent you not only not acquire the customer, but you actually turn them off of your brand. So those both things were important that you don't want to upset somebody to the extent that they don't engage with, right? So as part of this, we built six personas. We had specific scripts or flows that we we had to follow. This was delivered by human agents leveraging technology. And we could identify what was the persona of the person, whether it was a time of day to reach out to them, what to start with. We could 
initially start with specific types of personas and see if a model held true to it. Funnily enough, one of the personas was about a category of folks, maybe somebody like me, who would say no to the first offer, come what may. <laughs> so we would say, okay, you know what, for this person, while we think X is the best option, let's not offer X right up front. <laughs> let's offer it one or two steps down the line as the second or the third option. Mm-hmm. So we, we used those kind of techniques. And then the next challenge was, how do we actually connect with people? So we were trying to get a sense of what's the, the time and the day, like I mentioned. So by doing all of these things together, over a period of three months, we were able to take where this program was actually performing reasonably well to begin with. Mm-hmm. Over that three-month period, we were able to drive sales up by 7.5%. Mm-hmm. But over a 12-month period, we were able to increase sales by 30% oh, because wow. we were doing similar things, but we were doing it in a much smarter way. The way we connected with them, when we left a voicemail or we sent a message, having the customer respond back to us and want to know more, which kind of rewards you for the initial effort mm-hmm. and getting the right kind of offer so they don't think about canceling 30, 60, 90 days in. Those were all critical attributes that helped with driving these impacts, right? Because you can get sold something and a week later you'll say, oh, no, this was not for me. All that sales effort just went to waste. So this is where interaction analytics providing us a way of engaging with customers through the channel they want. This was primarily voice-driven, but had an email-based component that would then result in voice. But that allowed us to really make business impact again. But it also made our associates a lot more happy in the job they were doing because they were connecting with customers in a way that resonated with them, right? So if you're having a conversation with somebody and the other person is liking, and liking is is an objective word, is liking what you're saying, that conversation is way more pleasant. And when we think about our own associates, having 10 or 50 pleasant conversations is far better for their own health and, and their tenure with our organization. So all the way around, our client was happy because they got a revenue uptake. Our employee satisfaction score went up because they felt more rewarded at work through the engagements that they had. And at the end of the day, we benefited in consumers because we were giving them the right kind of service offerings that are the right plans that made sense to them. And they engaged with us. And they, the proof of the pudding in this was the fact that they bought. This is totally acceptable. This is kind of the mindset where you know we are hoping that at every stage, by being deliberate in our act and leveraging the power of all these wonderful teams, the integrated whole is way more than the sum of the parts. And it's often said this way, but truly you can look at centers of excellence in specific areas and by themselves, that team doesn't come together. And we've seen this, there's so many sports analogies that you can make. Just one or two superstars doesn't make it a, a winning team that wins at all, right? Having those things come together. And to that extent, Cytel is blessed to have so many talented individuals who not only bring that talent to play, but actually play well and work well with each other. That helps us put a better face forward with our clients and deliver business impact. At the end of the day, that's the key message we think about day in, day out. And, And I think we do it pretty successfully. There's always room for improvement. There's always areas we want to get into 
and and that's what keeps us hungry and wanting to do more and this is mind blowing to understand everything that goes on behind providing one factor that is customer experience at the greatest levels and in return getting so many ads say other other perks in terms of okay revenue increase probably employee satisfaction that is the success of the goals of an organization so everything that gets into this picture and it's it's been an amazing time talking to you about all these things rather honestly and we're coming towards the end of this recording so there are a few questions that we normally ask all our guests so i'd like to start with the first thing that is is there any book blog newsletter website or video that you recommend to our listeners today is day and age everybody's interests get uh, so distributed across various different themes as you can imagine with with kind of my role i i do a lot of reading around how to manage my team better but i also do a lot of reading around how i achieve all these things i'm talking about so one of the books i read this a little while ago it was called essentialism by greg mckeown it helped me kind of really think about taking out some of the extraneous noise that's there in every situation and focusing on the key aspect and then another book that that i read recently which helped kind of build upon some of it but with some other frameworks was called uh, demand side sales by bob mm-hmm. moesta and funnily enough this book wasn't something i saw necessarily at a bookstore or a friend told me i saw it on my linkedin network and and i and i saw people talking about it the power of social right this was somebody i was connected to but then this this book helps me think about positioning my services when i talked about business impact it helped bring some of those concepts into further focus and help me get better at it. and then when i think about technology so we talked a lot about analytics and data i'm a little bit of a science fiction nerd and i've <laughs> followed all all the trends and all of that stuff one of the books i read recently was called robot mm-hmm. it's about higher education in the age of ai by joseph ayon and two topics that kind of made me really get into okay how is technology and ai specifically helping within education so those are probably three books i would recommend they're probably not going to appeal to every person but at least i found them interesting <laughs> that is awesome that is awesome Mathil. over to the next question the three people in the b2b tech who would lead gtm or data science teams that you would recommend we bring on the show yeah you know gtm and data science is an ever evolving area so one person i would definitely recommend is jeff galino who's um, in call miner and he's a cto and co-founder there and jeff's just an amazing guy he's so down to earth but so smart and his partnership with sitel call miner's partnership has been something that's made business impact to both organizations mm-hmm. so jeff's definitely a fantastic guy to talk to Awesome. Second person I'd recommend is an old friend of mine who I, I reconnected with over the last few months. His name is Eric Stamp, and he's over in the UK. And Eric's uh, leading the GTM for a company called uh, CX Live, which is actually changing interaction uh, using video-based chat support. Mm-hmm. The the interaction that consumers can have on specific types of offerings and we've partnered in doing work within the telco space but also within the retail space so helping a customer make the right choice just the like the example i had given previously is something we're both passionate about and they provide that technology the third person i'd actually recommend has got little to do with gtm and data sciences by itself but she's probably one of the smartest people that I've interacted with and and, and taught me a lot her, her name is uh, Catherine Jensen she is in uh, 
in Sony PlayStation over in the Bay Area. And Catherine's approach to customer experience and making her offerings resonate with different generations. Sony PlayStation, as you can imagine, is a gaming company. So you have lots of kids and teenagers who obviously are passionate about the product and the platform. And then you'll have a community of gamers who's, who are very passionate about it. And then you have people in between. Interacting with her probably over the last five or six years, I've learned so much that fantastic mindset that I would definitely recommend others hear about. Awesome. We'll get in touch with Jeff, Eric and uh, Catherine and see if they'd like to come on a show and be a guest as well, just like you. And coming to the last part, as, as a matter of fact, I've got a lot of questions and queries about all the discussions that we had today. Probably the time doesn't allow me to kind of get into all those intricate details. So, And similarly, they, all our audiences could also have some sort of questions or anything that they'd like to kind of discuss with. So how do you suggest that people can actually connect with you after the recording? The best way, I guess, still is, is, is email. My email is ratul.sengupta at sitel.com. I welcome anybody interacting with me through that medium. Mm-hmm. I mentioned LinkedIn a few minutes ago where I had seen about the book. I've seen that's become a very nice exchange of, of ideas and concepts. And I use LinkedIn to communicate with old classmates or old uh, colleagues who, who I've fallen out of touch with. And the messaging functionality there is very good. So those are two things that I would definitely, you know, open to and I would encourage. There's other social media channels, but those are probably the, the ones I use. Awesome, Russell. I think you're going to get a lot of, let's say, invitations to connect and probably messages to kind of talk about, okay, the whole podcast in the coming days. So we are towards the end of the show, Dr. I think it's been an amazing time we had in the last 30, 35 minutes. Before we end, any quick suggestions to the budding leaders in this industry as to what they can look up to? Well, when I talk to folks in my team, it seems to be a little bit opposite to what people are doing nowadays. But I always ask them to plan 5, 10, 15 years ahead. Mm -hmm. There are always opportunities that will come in today, tomorrow, day after. When somebody comes to me and says, hey, Ratul, I'm thinking of leaving and taking this opportunity. I don't try and talk them out of it. What I simply ask them is, how does this help you achieve your goal five years from now, 10 years from now? Or is this something that's a temporary bump, whether it's in pay or it's in role or whatever? And have you thought it through? Mm -hmm. I used to hear this from my father and I learned so much from him. I used to hear it from my first bosses. It seems that we know what's going on and, and folks older might not have the same perspective in today's industry. But the one thing I tell Anybody who cares to ask me is think longer term for your career because one year doesn't make a career. Two years doesn't make a career. Each one of us is in it for 20, 30 years. Yes, some people are able to do tremendous stuff and and retire early. The majority of us don't have that luxury. Think longer term and you will always be happier in terms of what you've gotten to. Other than that, what an individual holds most important for me is family and I have I've, I've made decisions based on the filter of family first. That might not be right for you. You might have a different aspiration and target. Focus on those goals which you want, but look at it in a longer term window. That would be the, the biggest point I would give as I've got a little bit more gray hairs now than I did when I started. So, you know, if I can say anything, that's probably the one 
<laughs> that is great atul thank you thank you for all the insights and i'd say suggestions or advices towards the end of the show and i really enjoyed having you today on the podcast and thanks again for being on the show all right take care have a great day and i wish everybody seasons greetings it's coming up to the end of the year and you know i wish you all the very best for your podcast take care thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of sunny side up if you liked what you heard please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on itunes spotify or wherever you consume podcasts you can also find us on youtube and demand based tv 